0: Yes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) hi everybody that listens to us. How are (laughs) you? We are sitting here, there's four of us sitting here today and we have a topic um, that we're going to discuss and it is um, being a child of an immigrant or immigrants. Um, So I'm going to introduce, no, I'm going to let them introduce themselves on who's here and we'll have a discussion about it. Who wants to go first? I um, nominate Sadia! Well, you just introduced <laughs> me. <Yeah.
1: laughs>
0: so tell, tell us who you are Yeah. Um, and where your family's from.
1: I'm Sadia. <laughs> Sadia, that's properly the way it's pronounced. Um, and my family is from Somalia, East Africa. Cool. Okay. Bada bing, bada boom. Boo boo. <laughs>
2: I'm not sure. Yep. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Janan Nasrudeen, and uh, my family originates from Lebanon. Mm, yes. Cool. So I'm first generation, born here. Parents were from the Middle East. Awesome. Um, and I'm Jos. <laughs> my co-host. Yeah.
3: Um, and mine's a bit confusing because my parents were born in France because there was a war going on in Sicily but my family's
0: Sicilian gotcha yeah gotcha so the reason why uh we chose to talk talk about this topic is a couple reasons um growing up I was always taught to accept anybody and everybody um but I grew up not really knowing about other people's cultures at all, um, just being accepting of people. When I got to, or when I went into college, I took a program that um, really focused on Indigenous people. And that's when I realized that there's so much more than the average Canadian Mm. white person. Mm -hmm. Um, It was amazing to learn about that culture. And I would love for everybody to know more about that culture because it mm-hmm. is so, so amazing. amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as time went on and I got older and older, I met more and more people along the way. Jose I went to high school with and, and things started to kind of click in um, with her upbringing uh, after I started learning more about people's um, um, backgrounds and Janan I met at work, which was the best day of her life, <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Let's
1: just take a moment and acknowledge
0: that it, it truly was. Yeah, and I also met Sadia at work, mm-hmm. and the stories that, that <laughs> they've told us have been both funny and sad.
2: Yeah,
0: I think that's the yeah, best yeah, way, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're just gonna have a discussion about that. And that's, that's kind of where we're going. Let's do it. All right. Okay. So I want you guys to tell me, um, when your family came to Canada, how old were you or how old were they? Uh, who wants to start? Jules? Sure. Okay. Um, my dad was
3: two. So really he does like all he knows is Canada. Yeah.
0: Pretty much. But Mm -hmm. whatever.
3: Um, but yeah, anyway, um, and my mom uh it was 12 I think 12 oh, okay. or 13.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And did they yeah. come right to Edmonton or did they move around?
3: No, they were, went to Montreal. Montreal. Both mm-hmm. both sides.
0: Oh, okay. Cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and then my mom lived in Montreal until she got married. And then I think she was well my sister was born in Montreal actually. Oh, she was? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, cool.
0: yeah. Yeah. All right. Hmm, cool. Interesting. Um what about you, Sadia? Um
1: my mom came when she was twenty. Uh but she came to New York. So she left uh Somalia nineteen eighty seven. Okay. Um and, and was in New York during
2: the 80s. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that must have been amazing. There's tons
1: of stories. That's a <laughs> shock at its finest. finest. She's never seen snow from yeah. everything else. She's just like, what is this yeah. white stuff that's yeah. on yeah. her faces and not from the sky? <laughs> yeah, Hang on. Yeah, totally. So, um, awesome. yeah, so she came, uh, her dream was to uh going to the medical field so either Mm -hmm. nursing ideally she wanted to become a doctor but she's like maybe that's too much of a big a a dream since i need to learn english as well so let me aim low as her in her opinion Mm -hmm. and try to do nursing that didn't work out either um she met my dad who came earlier than that like a little bit earlier in the early 80s who was also uh in new york for uh what was he there for education pers- purposes yeah. but was working at the same time they got married um my mom was pregnant with me and then they separated and she could not go back to Somalia because 91 is when the war um outbroke and nobody w- it was like a no-go zone mm-hmm. um so she tried to figure out where can I go next and her family was in Canada so she went to Ottawa Toronto no Montreal Sorry, there's a lot of movement Mm -hmm. in this (laughs) story. (laughs) (laughs) She went to Montreal and eventually ended up in Toronto, and that's where I was born. Oh, okay. Yeah. And when did you guys come to Edmonton? Oh, there's so much more movement until then. I was born in Toronto, then my mom moved to Ottawa for something. I don't remember. My brother was born there. Um, And then after a couple of years, I did kindergarten in Ottawa. Then we moved to Vancouver. And in Vancouver, I lived there till I was in grade 8. Eight, so, most of my childhood. Yeah. And then 2001 is when we moved to Edmonton. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's, wow. that's in a nutshell. Yeah, <laughs> that is wow. in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't know you were the oldest. Yeah, You're the oldest. It all makes sense now. I was supposed to be Harlem, New York. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. But it didn't happen. Yeah. Man. Wow. Yeah. It's okay. Hi. I went there. I went to the building and everything and took pictures uh, this summer and it was. Uh, Memorable. Interest, interesting to say yeah. Yeah. Nice. Good. Uh
2: my dad came in the mid like early to mid seventies. And it's his story is actually really interesting. So my dad actually came here before my mom did. My dad came here as a bachelor. Okay. And his intention wasn't to come to Canada. His intention was to go to California because at the time he had a brother who lived there. Um, he was an engineer out there and the civil war was starting mm. and you know people there was famine there was war there was trauma there was bloodshed yeah. it was it was not a good situation so my dad actually had the idea that while well, his brother lives in california i'm gonna apply to go to america and back then they were handing out visas like candy right mm-hmm. so my dad goes and applies to the american embassy that was located in beirut at the time And he goes and they say, you know, Mr. Nasruddin, everything looks great. Um, Come back in a week and we should process your application. Everything should be good to go. So in a week, they call him and they said, can you please come down to the... American embassy. So my dad with his sideburns and <laughs> haircut, and he's got like a suit on, he's very, very excited. And he's chain smoking all the way from our small <laughs> town, banished all the way down to Beirut. And he's super excited. And he's, you know, thinking the big dream that, you know, the California dream, he gets to the American embassy and the guy ushers him in to a, a room in the back of the office. And it looks like this, like a little interrogation room. And he sits down, and my dad's like, "Okay," thinking that they're gonna give him a plane ticket on the spot. He's never been <laughs> through this, so he didn't know what to expect. He's got this big grin, and and he puts down this Milena, Milena, um, oh, uh, this envelope on the table, and he says, uh, "Mr. Nasraddin, I'm gonna ask you to please open the envelope and remove the contents out of it." And my dad opens up the envelope and pulls out a bunch of photos mm-hmm. in that were in the envelope. And in the photos are photos of, in the envelope are photos of my dad throwing stones at the American embassy in the height of the Civil War. And so the officer says to my dad, he's like, can you please uh, tell us who's in the photos? (laughs) And he looked at him eye to eye and said, it's me, sir. And he goes, well... Since you're being candid, I'm going to tell you, there is a better chance of the White House moving to Beirut than you moving to the States. I'm sorry, your application is denied. And my dad looked at him, he said, very well then, thank you very much, it got up, And literally, at the time, the Canadian embassy was literally right across the street. So he was like, waiting for a cab to come pick him up, he's like... I'll just take my chances at the Canadian embassy. He walks literally across the street, tells them I just came from the American embassy, didn't tell them what had happened. He yeah. just said that I was from the American embassy and, and I'd like to apply. Mm-hmm. A week later, he was approved. Oh, he wow. Was approved, yeah, sure. And they say to him, you're going to a place called Edmonton. My dad, this was before Google, this was before, you know, didn't know anybody yeah. who lived in Canada, said you're moving to a place called Edmonton in November, (laughs) so my dad comes here in a jacket, which what we would equate to was like a fall jacket nowadays, Mm. gets off the plane and at the time, it wasn't like you get off the plane and you go straight into the airport. You got off the plane and then you had to walk outside and a bus would shuttle you into the airport. Oh my gosh. And he was like, what the hell is going on here? I've never (laughs) experienced. And he's from the mountains, right? He's like, I've never experienced cold like this. And uh, yeah, he set up shop and and that's how it happened. And then he went back a couple years later, met my mom and my mom came here when she was, they got married when my mom was 17. There was There's a substantial age difference between my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was 35, my mom was 18, which was totally the norm back then. That was, um, that was totally acceptable back then. Now it's unheard of, but um, my mom came at 17, didn't speak the language, had been very, very sheltered her whole life, um, and literally knew nobody here. Like the only person she knew was my dad. She didn't know how to take cabs. She didn't know how to get around. I remember like growing up, my mom would, when uh, this one time in particular, my mom used to live in an apartment downtown with my dad. Mm-hmm. And she had just gotten here. Like She had only been here maybe a few weeks and she wanted to run out. She had run out of milk mm-hmm. and wanted to make supper for my dad before he got home and she needed milk. But she was terrified to go to get the milk because she knew there was a grocery store up the street, she just didn't know what street it was on, and she didn't know if she got lost how to get back. Because how do you hail a cab? Where do you tell him to go? Yeah. Um. You can't read any of the signs, right? You you don't speak any English. You don't know what to do or how to yeah. how to maneuver yourself, right? So it would be like us getting lost in Tokyo. Yeah. Like. Who, and and nobody understanding English, just like nobody understood Arabic back then, right? Who do you ask? Where do you go? What do you do? So she's like, back then in the seventies, it was really popular to wear a scarf around your neck. And she would take the scarf and she would tie it on the handrail to the veranda. So if she ever got lost, she would just look up on the 10th floor and (laughs) if there was a scarf hanging, she she knew that that was her And that's how she, my mom actually, true story, learned English watching Days of Our Lives in General Hospital. <laughs> That's, That's how she my learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it yeah. me? My mom stutters. <laughs> my mom stutters. And I say this with love and respect. My mom will stutter saying yesterday. Yeah. But she will say Victor Kariakis. like, do <laughs> <what> I <laughs> say. Right, but that's how she learned wow. she learned so watching soap Online. operas yeah she's
1: still watching yeah.
2: it. let me tell you something can I just debunk something right out of the gate please we are all immigrants mm-hmm. let's just be very very yes. clear. Cool. like unless you are indigenous at some point in our lineage yeah we all came off a boat we all came off a plane yeah. right we've all come at we are descendants of somewhere other than here yeah, yeah. So i really mm-hmm. want to be cl- like set the foundation for i that. love it yeah. the other
0: thing that i want to say oh god <laughs> i this. i get so afraid when you No, it's true because that. i
2: think it needs to be said okay. it's true okay
0: immigrants are
2: the like you have to be a special kind of just gangster like you have to have a personality of a lion to be an immigrant yeah because think about it think about like all of you guys, and even the people who are listening, think of your parents, your children, mm-hmm. your community, your friends, your family, th- your barber who's been cutting your hair since you were eight. Everything that is familiar to you, you up and leave to go to a place yeah. that you don't have any guarantee that it's gonna work out for you. Really? Oh, you're it's literally gone. Or it's safe, or what have you, and you're leaving everybody you love behind. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom came here, her dad died, her siblings had children, she, this whole life happened. Yeah. And she missed all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be a, you have to be. I really, like, that is, for me, the definition of strength. Mm-hmm. Yes, and when I, I hear people say, oh, they're just immigrants, they're this, that, and, you know, the stereotypical type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I challenge anybody who says that to pick yourself up and throw yourself in yeah. Tanzania or mm-hmm. Tokyo or Portugal where you know nobody, and I dare you to start a life there yeah. and see how that would work out for you. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know moms yeah. who have a nervous breakdown sending their kids away to college. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. imagine having to flee a country if there's war or what Mm -hmm. have you. You don't know that where you're going to is going to be better. You don't know, you know, what the future holds. And especially when you come from a country where everybody looks the same, like Somalia, Lebanon, everybody looks the same. Culture shock. There's that culture shock. And there's the fear of the other culture. There's also the fear of the other culture. I wasn't allowed to go to the mall by myself until I was in junior high, mm-hmm. right? Because my mom was always like, "It's not you I worry about; it's everybody else," right? Like, <laughs> that is all the corner, right? But you have to have a certain level of strength and like just self drive to say, nah, "I'm going to give it a whirl. Yeah. I'm going to see how it how this plays out." Mm-hmm. I just think that that's brave and like the definition of strength at its finest. I fondest. couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and that's why i like that we're having this conversation uh-huh. Uh-huh. right uh-huh. i like it i like it i like it I like a lot. what else you got I like okay okay <laughs> so tell me tell me this how often if at all do you or your family go back home and do you guys still have relatives back home
2: Mm, that's a great question.
0: Thank you so much, Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> I Would thought I'd like answer that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whoever, who wants to go first? Go ahead.
2: Don't go worry. Okay.
3: okay. Yes. Um, so my parents go well lately they've been going every second year. Nice. To and France. Sicily. Sicily. Yeah.
0: So they go to both?
3: Uh well no, I guess not. But so every second year, they'll either go to France or to Sicily. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay.
2: What do they identify with more, though? Sicily. France or Sicily? Sicily. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And we have, I think we have probably the same amount of family in both. Okay. Actually, probably more in Sicily. Um, yeah, like my dad went to a town where his parents are from in Sicily. When was that? 2010. Oh, no. I think it was the year before we went. Anyway like half the town was related to him and he's like this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) i didn't realize i had so many relatives uh just because it well it'd been so long since they had been there yeah Mm. it's expensive but Mm. um yeah so
0: what was the question
1: You're
0: on the right path. They, so they go there every two years. Now, yeah. And you're going this summer coming
3: up. No, so it got moved to to twenty twenty one. Oh. Because we have family in England that are also going to oh, Sicily at okay. the same time. Yeah. Um, so they're like, just wait till we go, and then we can all meet up. So I'll give me more money to save to come with you.
2: <laughs> there you go.
3: So yeah. So hopefully okay. it all works out. Because John hasn't been, so it'd be
0: fun to all go.
3: I think I've been there three or four times.
0: So. And Brooklyn gets to go too. Yes. So that'll be... A th- She's never been there, has she? No. No, yeah. How old is Brooklyn? Five. Oh, so
2: this is good. She's old enough to, like, understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So your family will get to meet her and... Yes. That'll be cool.
3: And then I just want to show, like, John where my grandpa grew up because he was, like, just the little room that he grew up in. It was like a room like this big. Oh, I can't. Goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of a living room with like eleven siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And like a sheep and a cow and not a cow. A few sheep in the corner living in the same room. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside then. Yeah. yeah oh. That's how
0: you did it back then. Wow. Yeah. Was yeah. that your dad's dad or your mom's My mom's dad. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyway it's pretty interesting to see how poor everyone was. Yeah. And what, like you were saying, like what they've done to get to, to where get they where are they now. are now. Yeah. Mm.
2: But you know what? I always, you know, it's so funny that you say that because they, by our standards today, yes, that is considered poor, but I bet you they were a thousand times happier
3: than mm. we are right
1: oh, now. Oh, probably. And, yeah.
2: You know, like I listen to my dad tell stories of, you know, because my dad grew up the same way in farmland. My dad, my grandparents were farmers, both of them. And, and, just they talk about all these amazing stories and this and that and now you can't even get your kid to turn the phone off at the table yeah Mm. you know yeah yeah
1: that's more of a time difference Yeah. uh, oh well there is economy involved in that too yes um so the question (coughs) was
0: when do they go back does your family go back Mm -hmm. um
1: how often Mm -hmm. and if they haven't gone back why okay so uh the story would be different for every other Somali, but um, in our case, well, for most of them, it would be pretty similar in the beginning because the war technically is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. Nothing has ever stopped. There is a you not, um, a puppet kind of government that's there, placed by the UN, but not by the people. Mm-hmm. So anyways, for 30 years, it's ongoing war. Um, because of that, uh, the people from Somalia... I, either fleeing um, to neighboring cities within Somalia that is like more, um, not ma- major cities, but like rural, rural, I cannot pronounce that word. Rural, rural, rural. <laughs> rural. <laughs> that thing. Carrie, or, if you're listening, I need you to repeat that word. <laughs> or to neighboring countries or anywhere they can get to. So a lot of people are in refugee camps um growing up i remember my mom always used to listen to the radio um somali radio that was online mm-hmm. and always at the end of whatever news that they're talking about whatever's going on politically There'd be like this whole segment where the person would read off a list of names of people saying, like, Amina Farah, your brother has last seen you at this market in Hamar, uh, which is one of the capital cities, which is the capital city of uh, Somalia, um, at at 1990 in March. That's the last time he's seen you. He's now currently in Sudan uh, or he's now currently in Tokyo. Like, like they'll list one person after the other, after the other person, and then be like, they're looking for you. Here's a number, contact this number. Next person, next wow. person. I was a kid, and I would just be like, so how can he lose his brother? If I lost my brother, or yeah. my, you would get mad at me. Where's mm-hmm. their parents? And my yeah. mom was conflicted on how to explain war at a, per, for a person so young. Yeah. Because I grew up here, and I am just I just want to play outside. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, but later on, when I think back, I'm like, wow, I wonder if any of those people um, <laughs> found each other yeah. through that. So because of the Civil War there was no going back. There are some people that kind of did or tried to or would go to Kenya, which is the neighboring country. Um, and then... Sorry, we have a dog
0: also giving... A, he just wants to be a part of the podcast, man. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so the first time that we actually were... So because of that, my mom has never wanted to live in the West. Her goal was to get an education and go back but she never could. So she ended up becoming an immigrant turned refugee. So when she went to, to uh, Toronto, she said, I can't go back to my country, try to get status, got status. And my whole life, my mom has always been packed and ready as soon as the government is back, as soon as everything is ready, um, we're going back. Um, that was her whole dream. And she finally gave that up like two years ago. Wow. Um, that must've been hard for her to yeah. get Very, up. very hard. So she went back 25 years later For the first time, that was 2008, 2009. Is that 25 years? Anyways, you guys do the math. I'm not a math person. Social workers, we don't do (laughs) math. Many years later, she was able to go back because it was kind of stable for some time. So that's when we went for the first time as well. And my mom was bawling the whole time. Um, Like the place where she lived, the school that she went to, everything was either... Gone, or completely broken down, and nothing. Nobody has built it back up again, Mm. because no government. Yeah, aren't functioning. Yeah, yeah. Infrastructure. So, yeah, and that's when she still had hope to keep going back and all of that. But, um, yeah. Now she goes every winter. That's her goal. She went last winter, and this is her second time going this winter, and is trying to figure out like, um, where is home for her? Because she's like. I grew up in Canada, like thirty years she's been in Canada now. She's like, this is kinda where my kids grew up, you know, I have so much history here. But I want to I don't know. She's dancing between two worlds and trying to make sense of it. Yeah. So mm. yeah. Oh wow. That must be so difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. mm. It is what it is. You Your still, mom like, sounds like an amazing woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's strong. She, yeah, like, as you said, I love yeah. how you said gangster because yeah. I actually see yeah. her yeah. as a gangster. She's I'm like like gang- you are part of something. Yes. <laughs> or associated with somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're so tiny and petite, but yet yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> you're it's so It's those powerful. tiny and petite ones you gotta worry. <laughs> oh man, and I'm <laughs> a giant compared to her, so I stand next to her and I'm just like, please, mom, don't embarrass me, please. You've <laughs> no, embarrassed me my whole life. <laughs> Well, cool, because they had to fight their whole oh, lives god. right she's still
2: fighting. like i swear to god if it was like a steel cage match between satan and my mother <laughs> your mom i wouldn't. would honestly i'd put money on my mom yeah because she's got nothing to lose she's yeah. like i came from war bring I- it <laughs> right? yes. now. earrings yeah. 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 one up, second
1: sleeves up oh man yeah uh, parking yeah uh, some guy i remember some guy with huge truck and he's a huge guy and mom's tiny uh, he, they fought over who got the parking spot first but my mom got in she just stood up got out of the car stood in front of his truck and was like "Tell me what? me <laughs> now? what do you want? and I'm like oh my
2: god <laughs> <laughs> everyone
3: cover your eyes <laughs> I'm
1: like oh my god and he's just like okay okay okay, <laughs> okay bye and walked away but I, I feel like
3: growing up with a mom like that like that is such a great role model
1: I, yeah. yeah now I see that as when I was a kid, like teenager, I was very embarrassed because right. I'm running away from the stereotype of being that angry black woman. Mm. So I'm like, oh my God, not here again, here again, not this, you know, um, uh, like be extra polite. And I'm like, no, I'm being respectful. I don't have to prove anything to yeah. anybody. I am who I am. So now I'm like, oh, I see. I that see was what she's a, That's to. a yeah. woman who's
2: comfortable in her world. That's awesome. Eyes. Yeah. Huge. But Huge. you know what? It's so funny because that's, that's what I think of when I think of you actually, like a woman who is comfortable in her womanhood.
0: <laughs> if you guys could see Saudi
2: face right now. Yeah. No, I mean, can we be honest? We live in a post 9-11 world. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where we have a president in the States who says that every terrorist attack mm, is done yeah. by a Muslim. Mm. And you are visibly Muslim. You mm-hmm. wear the hijab mm-hmm. and you wear it with such grace and dignity. And you just are who you are and you make no apologies for it. Thank you thank you
0: thank you're you you're welcome, welcome, true. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's, we should say that yeah it is true sure. yeah. we'll post a picture of sadia so you guys can see what she looks <laughs> like Throwing she a no is a gangsta
1: <laughs> queen g yes,
0: yes. <laughs> oh my gosh what
2: was the question again? Oh,
1: God. <laughs>
0: All of us. No, it's uh, uh, like What was it? Oh, had you and your parents gone back? What's it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, so, my parents, kind of similarly to Sadia's story, my parents didn't go back. I didn't go back to Lebanon. My first time there was when I was 16. Mm. So, my parents, my dad in particular, had been in Canada for probably about. Oh, like 18 years at that point, 18, 19 years, same thing, civil Mm -hmm. war, all of that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't safe to fly there. There was a lot of, um, we had a lot lot of issues with Syria, Israel. Like it was just, it was, there was a lot of invasion happening. So we never went back, but you know, what's so funny. I remember going there at 16, my brother was 15 and then I had a, a brother, another brother who was 10 at the time. And I remember not wanting to go and I was like, I'm going to get killed. They're there, like, I'm, we're going to get kidnapped and killed and this and that. And I remember when we left, cause we were there for two months and that, that was actually our first family trip. Like we had oh, never, yes. we weren't that family that went to Disneyland. We weren't that, we just, we didn't go camping. Mm-hmm. We, we weren't, we weren't that family. So this was our first family trip. And I remember when we left, I was devastated because I was so connected. Mm-hmm. I remember The second I landed in the Beirut airport, same thing as I said earlier, you got off the plane, you loaded into a bus and the bus would take you to the the airport, Mm -hmm. right? And I can see Sadia's eyes getting (laughs) wet, Um, but Growing up, if you looked up Nasser in the phone book, we were actually the only ones. Mm. I never had aunts. I never had uncles. I ne- like anybody that was around us. So when I made reference to aunts and uncles, those were actually my parents' best friends. Mm. We never had any blood cousins or relatives. I never grew up with grandparents. So I, I didn't know what it was like to
1: have,
2: family. have extended family. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. We just didn't. All we had was me, my siblings, my mom and my dad. That was it. We get off. We get at the airport, the sliding doors open. And I want to cry just thinking about it. There probably was about 25 people at the airport and people who looked like us. Mm. Like there was a woman standing there who was this spitting image of my dad. And I didn't need anybody to tell me that was my auntie Najah. Mm. And she was sobbing. And I remember she came up to me and she put her hands on like both her hands on my cheek. And she said, I've waited my whole life to meet you. Aww. And like, and now I have nephews. And yeah. I just think if I grew up without my ne- my nephews knowing me, that would just kill me. Yeah. But I remember going everywhere and people would look like you and talk like you and, and the smell of diesel everywhere. Mm. And even though I didn't know these people, like, look, I'm crying just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Even though I didn't know these people and I wasn't familiar with the with the landscape. I wasn't familiar with any of that. It felt like home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt like I was so comfortable. Yeah. And you know, at the time my Arabic it was good, but it wasn't great. And I just people would say, "Speak Arabic. <laughs> this is your culture. Speak yeah. it." Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'd be like, "Yeah, it hot my ya right?" And I would say, "Yes." And I would, you know, would sit there and I would it, it was like you were proud to be that person Mm -hmm. and when you grow up here you feel ashamed you do Mm -hmm. you feel ashamed Mm -hmm. like I remember I had a lot of shame growing up as being Arabic especially around food Mm. because let me tell you something and I'm sure you guys can agree with (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) growing up especially like elementary school junior high all you want to do and all you want to do is fit in yeah my like I remember at the lunch table all I wanted was a fucking hot dog. Can I swear yeah, on this thing? Yes, you can. can. <laughs> All I wanted was a fucking yes. hot dog for lunch. And my mom would make us falafel and shawarma and rice and salad and this and that. And I'm like, I just want mac and cheese. I just want what everybody else is having. Right? And I knew that if she put the soul food that she made for dinner the night before and it required heating, mm. that it was going to oh, stink no. up the whole oh, yes. And I'm like, it's, I, it's not worth the risk. I genuinely did not know what mac and cheese was. I didn't know what it tasted like until I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because we never ate like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My mom yeah. knew that we lived in a foreign country and I have to keep my heritage alive. Yeah. And she did that through food. She oh. did that through Aww. language. And even though growing up, I always wanted the hot dogs and the mac mm. and cheese and the this and that and the other, I didn't really appreciate it or know the value of that teaching until Mm. I got older. And now that I'm married to a man who's not of my culture, Mm. guess what? I cook every night (laughs) Arabic food. Oh, really? He loves it for you. He loves it more than than you You know. (laughs) Yeah, like if I said to him, "Do you want shawarma or falafel, or do you want you know mac and cheese?" He'll look at me with a side eye, like, "Are you serious right now? (laughs) Get the the shawarma (laughs) ready. Let's do this,
0: right?" I agree.
2: That's so funny. Yeah,
3: because I my parents, well, my mom we ate a lot of eggplant growing up. Mm -hmm. And so my mom would put eggplant in my, she'd make an eggplant sandwich Mm -hmm. for me. And I remember people would be like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) I'm like, it's eggplant. (laughs) But the funny thing is, is that I didn't know the word eggplant till like later. We would call it, I can't even remember what the hell it, (laughs) now I've used eggplant so much that I don't even remember the, yeah, the word in Italian, but yeah, so you I'm like, it. it's yeah. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. they're like, what? what?
2: <laughs> I'm like, you, you see don't me, know it? You see me bring <laughs> in, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So in, in, our, in our culture, we have a, a, a seasoning. It's like a spice we call za'atar, And it's like thyme oh, so and so good. all of these like mm. sesame seeds. It's like this great. And you you... Typically, like we grew up, it's like comfort food for us. You take a piece of pita bread, you drizzle some olive oil on it, you sprinkle some za'atar on it, and you eat it as a wrap. And it's
0: the best. it's delicious. (laughs) It's It's delicious.
2: So my mom would always make that for us as like a late night snack. And it was like comfort food food for us. Well, I remember one time I was over at my mom's best friend's house. Rest her soul, she died many years ago. But her son had come home, and he was bawling like I'm talking snot coming out of the <laughs> nose hysterical breathing and I said Ron what's wrong he's like mom made me a salsa sandwich again <laughs> and I'm like well what, what's wrong with that and he's like the kids found out at school and they started chanting Aww. Ron is eating dirt and seeds <laughs> and he was like and I'm listening to the story and I'm devastated and the only thing I could register was I'm never eating Zata again. <laughs> 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 ever. So for years, I went on like a Zata strike oh because gosh. I'm not, I wasn't going to take that risk. That, well,
3: that's what I told my parents. I was like, do not ever Make yeah, pack sense. me up yeah. an eggplant yeah, yeah, yeah. sandwich
0: again, yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, so so I have the amazing fortune of going back quite a bit. I was there, maybe, I went back home maybe three years ago. I've been back in total probably about eight times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, to me, it's home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because I... I hear people, and you hear this a lot in the States. I don't know if you guys can relate to this, where they say, like, I'm Italian American, or mm-hmm. I'm Somali American, or Native American. The hyphenated Canadian. And that just never, ever resonated with me. Mm-hmm. I am 100% Canadian, mm-hmm. and I'm 100% Lebanese. Yeah. Like, I'm not half of anything. Like, I don't feel like I'm half Canadian, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I'm half. Lebanese. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you look at me, you know, okay, she's from somewhere. Like she's, there's a tint to she's her. She's an Yeah. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I <I'd so laughs> <thank you. laughs> Tell my husband that. Um, but I, I never felt half and half of, of anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm 100% Canadian mm-hmm. and I'm 100% Lebanese. And I
1: don't,
2: I, I don't decrease the value of any
1: of that. That you feel like that, but it took me a long time to be able sure. to say something like that. Cause For me, everywhere I go before I open my mouth, I'll be asked, like, um, or if I start speaking, Mm -hmm. oh, how did, when did you learn English, and how do you speak so well, or where did you come from before I can start talking, or the assumption that I don't know English, so they'll start speaking slowly, Um, or louder, or louder, (laughs) as if that's gonna make a
0: difference, (laughs) I can hear you just fine, (laughs) yeah,
1: perfectly fine, I always thought the loudness was because of the headscarf, I honestly thought they thought I couldn't hear through the headscarf, so I'm like, hmm. Hmm, interesting. I can hear you <laughs> yeah, so well. I <laughs> but I'll just ignore that. Yeah. Um, but it was a challenge because I felt like I didn't fit in here, mm-hmm. in Canada at all. Mm-hmm. And when I went back to Somalia... Um, the way I speak and they say the way you walk and mm. our views on things was so different that they're like, Mm-mm, this one they always emphasize the Canadian is here. Yes. The I Canadian get that. is yes. here, you know? I get like, that. Too. And oh. well, then they,
3: they call us the Americans. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, no 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 we need to clarify. We're Canadian. Well it's the same thing. we're like, well no no it's not. Because are you and then we'll say like are you Italian? No, we're Sicilian. Well then that's the difference. Yeah yeah. Not that Whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not against being American, but you need to know the difference yeah. between, like, the you can't call me an American,
2: I'm Canadian. But it's so true, because you get the stigma on the other, other side, side, too, yeah. right? Like, I have, and you hear this a lot with language, so most of my cousins back home are, they speak English, mm-hmm. and they're formally trained oh. in English, mm-hmm. right? They're formally educated in English. Mm-hmm. But that's just it, they're formally trained. And we don't realize how much slang we speak. Yeah. Until you go to a country where English is the second language, right? So I'll sit with my cousins and I'll be like talking just like I am now. And they're like, whoa, 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 slow, whoa down. slow down. <laughs> Why do you talk so fast? And they emphasize every single syllable <laughs> in the English language. Whereas we like, we, you know, we don't say things like, um, will it, even when you say, hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it going?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like they're
2: like, sorry, what? I didn't catch what you just said. Yeah. And then we get frustrated. Like you told me you learned English. <laughs> 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 you speak Canadian. You don't speak English. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. The speed. That's the huge.
1: The speed yeah. is huge.
3: Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, even for my family, um, they like for my parents, they still speak the old Sicilian because that's yes. what they were taught. Mm. Now going back, they're like like when we talk to them, they're like, Frick, you're speaking like ancient
2: <laughs>
3: Get with the times we're
2: like, It's all we know. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> language is always evolving. Exactly, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. If you take a people from a specific time and plop them somewhere else, they're gonna just use what they know. Yeah, and then you bring them back and it's changed. All exactly. the slang, and everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! They're like, oh,
2: are that, you? Do you think that that applies to more than just language, though? Like, do you the think the this culture, the culture? Everything. Yes. Because I remember growing up, my dad was like, my dad was really, really strict. So was my mom, and they always just say, "You can't wear sleeveless. Because mm-hmm. back home, nobody wore sleeveless. It was <laughs> the shows, and, the sh- and then you go back the, it and like, never those was girls this. that wore <laughs> sleeveless. So I like Dead of Summer would be dying right <laughs> and fast forward we go to Lebanon for the first time not only are their sleeves showing their arms showing their legs are showing their tits are showing their asses are showing and I remember giving my dad the side eye and saying I haven't worn sleeveless shirts in 16 years because, because of you. you told me but one of the things that he didn't factor in was so for my dad when he left in the 70s time stood still for yeah, him
1: yeah
2: right his memory like it never even dawned on him that just like Canada progressed Everybody Lebanon asked. progressed mm-hmm. so even now when my dad goes back he'll sit on the veranda with He's his in cigarette shock. in his yeah. hand and be like what the hell is this where did my country go <laughs> it's like <laughs> dad is wearing shorts the same shorts that you saw at Sobeys two yeah. weeks ago <laughs> relax. Yeah, yeah.
3: Relax. yeah that's so true yeah.
0: So true. Um, Can we take a moment, Mm -hmm. Janan? You can't start that when I have a drink in my mouth. What is it? Can we just take a moment to discuss your mom? Oh, yes. The famous Santa. What do you want to know about her? Can you just give us a taste of her? Because my my favorite thing in life when we were working together was hearing Santa Santa stories. stories. And Santa. your um, interpretation mm. of how your mother speaks. Right. So, uh, <laughs> oh God, I don't even... My mom is a legend. Like She is. She's,
2: she's a legend. Here's the thing with my mom. So my mom's name is Sana. In Arabic, it's pronounced Sana. My mom's a gangster. Yeah. She gives zero fucks about anything. Like, I remember, and you and I have talked about this, My biggest fear as a child was the woman's apparel at Kmart. (laughs) Do you remember? You probably don't remember this because you (laughs) didn't grow up in Amazon, but let me tell you something. On 97th Street and 137th Ave, Mm -hmm. where the Indigo is right now in the Mm Bed Bath, okay, there used to be a Kmart there. Wasn't that where Zeller's was or no? No,
1: Zeller's was in the mall across the street. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: My mom, she had three children, completely unruly, all probably under the age of 10, and we were all menaces to society. And my mom would take us shopping with a wooden spoon in her purse. <laughs> I swear to God. And if we even dared to act up, she would beat the shit out of us at the in the woman's apparel <laughs> section of Kmart, Wilco, <laughs> Byway. Eaters. Eaton's. Eaton's. Yeah. Sears, the Bay. She didn't give a shit. And I dare anybody to say anything. Like, she, she would, honest to God, she would fist fight you if you said anything to her. Uh-huh. So she, like, those stores are my version of hell. When Kmart closed down, <laughs> it was Christmas, New Year's, and my birthday all wrapped up in one. Like, she just didn't give a shit about nothing. All she cared about was that her children were raised, you know, with respect. And, and mm-hmm. so the second we acted up, out goes the wooden spoon. Yeah, And, like, she would at least feel bad because back then, that wooden spoons were expensive. Right. And then the dollar store came in where you could buy five wooden spoons for a dollar. And then it was a fucking free for all. Oh my God. Right. But no, my mom is, my mom is interesting. You know, I she had a tough road. Mm. She had a real, like she was, this, she was, her mom died at a very young age. She left her natural supports, came here. Really all she knew was my dad. Um, my mom was a stay at home mom for years. Um, she really, really felt that, you know, she wanted to be at home raising her children. My mom didn't have any formal education in terms of training, but she had a lot of life experience, mm-hmm. right? Which I think in some, some incidents actually trumps yeah. formal education. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just made life work for her, you Yeah. Know? but it wasn't easy for her. Like I remember, <laughs> I don't even know if I could tell the, the, the first time she got a job story. Can I say that story? So, my mom, when we were in probably grade, oh God, I want to say grade 10, she got sick of like being a stay at home mom, right? So, she was like, I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to go get a job. So, we were like, okay, great, go get a job. So, she goes and gets a job at AMW, and she was so. Proud of this job, like and, and good, good, good for, her. for her. It was the first time she'd ever had a life outside of raising her children. So mm-hmm. this was like a new identity for her, and every day she'd go to work, she'd come back, she was, oh, this, that, this, and I spoke to this person. And you could tell her English was getting better, and it just gave her like this renewed sense of identity, right? Yeah. Well, one day she comes home and she sits on the couch and she's like heavy in thought, right? And I'm looking at her and I could tell something is bothering her. So I said to her, I'm like, Mom are you okay? And she's like, yeah, 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 I'm fine. I'm like, mom, (laughs) did something at work at, did something at work happen? And she looks at me and she goes, okay, I have to tell you something. (laughs) And I said, okay. She goes, what's this word mean? Oh my God. And she proceeds to tell me a word. It is a very derogatory word that references East Indian people. Mm. And it starts with a P. I don't want to say it, Mm -hmm. Um, but it starts with a P. And she asked me, she's like, what does this word mean? And so before I even started to explain to her, because I have to translate for in Arabic what it means, my first instinct was, why is she asking this question? Like something has happened because that's not part of my mom's vocabulary. Why are you asking this question? So I asked her, I'm like, why are you asking me this question? She's like, the weirdest thing happened, Jinan. I go to work, I see my boss, I say hello, and she uses the derogatory term, oh and she gets mad at me all day, he don't talk to me. Oh. Did oh. I say something wrong? Oh my God. And I looked at her, I'm like, you called your boss <laughs> a, pe- and I said it, and, and she's I like, know. yes, what's this mean? I hear Robin's friends, they say, what? that what's what's. And so I had to explain to her in Arabic what it meant, and she was mortified. (laughs) Next thing you know, she's picked up her slipper, and she's chasing Robin around (laughs) the house. How could you say this to me? You did! hitting him with the slipper i'm pissing myself laughing so the next day she had to go to work to apologize and say to her boss like listen english is my second language i didn't know what this meant and he's like yeah i really appreciate it but unfortunately we're gonna have to let her go they let her go but oh my god she was just mortified she was just mortified and so it was like little transitions yeah. like that that she she really, really struggled with. But now it's so funny because she's like diligent about learning what words are appropriate and what's not. And if they're not appropriate, she'll tell you, you're not allowed to say that word. <laughs> right? Like that's not a good word. Oh, so, she's the best. Yeah. She really, really And is if you ever
0: meet her... You know, she'll probably ask you how old she is. Yes, looks. yes. And that's her
2: thats her famous line. How old
0: do you think I am? How old do you think I am? Like, she'll ask random
2: strangers. I think she asked Frank at our office. Yeah, how old probably. Yeah. The first time that's she right. met him. How old yeah. do you think I am? So, yeah. I just
0: remember, she's so cute, though. Even she, at your wedding, yeah. I'm like, you look so beautiful. <laughs> do I?
2: <laughs> she true. sticks how her flat butt,
0: butt out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, she's so funny. I like her. How's our? What's going on over there? We're oh, good. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I feel like this could be a topic for like lots of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could go on and on. Honestly, it could be like episode one, episode two. Anyways, Ooh. um, what's the next? Can question? we chat? Can we talk what? about how strict they were? Oh yeah, let's talk about how Sorry. strict they Is were. Okay.
3: Can I and ask a question?
2: Are we all wooden spoon survivors? Yes. yes. I even okay, am. Good. I, How many of us show up? Wooden pants? shoe. Wooden no. shoe? Wooden shoe. Yeah. How many no. of us are None. leather belt survivors? No. Oh, Just no. wooden spoon. Oh, am I we, the only one? I know my, da- <laughs> my dad got the belt.
1: I was always... I the, my mom would always, like, threatened. Yes. yes. Like, it was always the words... That would just scare me more because she was always just threatening, and you know, nothing's gonna happen. So, our house was like, Bring me this, bring me that, bring me the stick, bring me the shoe. But nothing ever came, oh, and nothing wow. ever happened. My, yeah. mom always, my, mom, <laughs> my mom
3: would always threaten us with, I will send you to an all girls school, I will send you to a private school. And we
2: were like, No, <laughs> what? No boys? What? No, boys? <laughs> <laughs> no, my parents used the belt and the wooden spoon. And you know what's got, so yeah. funny? My dad, like my dad used to use the belt on us when we were, when we were young, but like we would get like one or two licks, three licks max. My brother Robin probably got it the worst, but you know what's so funny is now that my brother has children, mm-hmm. if Zayn and them act up, yeah. like my dad, who's like 83 years old, <laughs> when he can't Let get control Zane, yeah. when he can't control Zayn, who's four, he'll tug at his belt. Oh and goodness. I caught him doing that one time. I'm like... Dad, are you threatening Zane in front of your daughter who's a social worker? What are you doing? And he's like, well, he won't listen to me. I'm not actually going to hit him. I'm just threatening him. I'm like, Dad, this isn't Lebanon 1976. Sit down. You can't do that. And Zayn will just look at my dad like, what? What are you going to do, old oh, man? Oh, my God. You know I mean?
3: Well, my grandpa used to say to my dad, like my dad's dad, when he would hit him with the belt, he would say well, this will leave a mark, but it won't break bones. Or mm. as oh. a wooden spoon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, break, yeah. it could break bones. Depending oh on God. how they use. Yes. it, I guess.
1: That's so funny. But that's what he said about oh, gosh.
3: the wooden, or the belt. Yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy. It's something <laughs> that oh, our <laughs> parents, hard. anytime
1: any of us would act up, anytime, they would always say, it's because we never hit them. That's mm. why. I thought I was being all smart and sophisticated reading these books about how <laughs> yeah. to And look at them talking back to me. So yeah. I'm always reasoning for everything. Like, I yes. hit her. I never hit her. I never hit her. And therefore, she became like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, well, that's, my. Uh, my
3: parents say that about me with my daughter because I'm like, I will not hit her. And they're like, you let her talk to you that way. And I'm like, yeah. And she'll get a timeout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it'll be the worst
2: timeout of her life. Yeah.
3: I just can't, I can't bring myself to do it. I don't no. know. But that was the way they b- were brought up. So it's like, yeah. Like my parents hit me. A lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was because... I was just having this conversation with my neighbors. But I feel like it was because that was the way they bro- were yeah. brought up. Mm-hmm.
2: But and did you ever they, get hit because they were bored and had nothing better to do? Or I got hit, genuinely being an asshole?
3: No, I spilt my milk by accident. And my mom chased me around the dinner table. <laughs> yeah, well, that's
2: different. Yeah. <laughs> if you could see Sandra's <laughs> face right
3: now, I'd be horrified. My mom would probably hate me for saying that. But look, that's what... I grew up with because okay. they didn't know any better and like they it's lost their reflex pa- my parents were young too yeah. they lost their which could I picture myself being a parent at 22 fuck oh, no. God. no fuck
0: no no like, I struggle as like it is at my age exactly yeah.
3: like my patients like I I feel like I have way more patience than I would have had I had a kid at 22 yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally can I just <laughs> I sorry
0: guys Modesto and Maria please don't listen to this podcast thank you <laughs> Um, okay. So They love me. They've changed a lot they ha- since back the in the day I love them. Yeah. Um take cool. me to, to Sicily with you. I will. Um, <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh yeah. No mom and dad take Sandra Sandra's like part of the family. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> God. Um, okay, so this kind of goes into maybe the strictness strictness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, a little bit. But my one question is at what age did you realize there were differences on how you were raised compared to some of your peers? Because high school, I think mm. back to when I started hanging out with Joe's, mm. was when I was like, oh my goodness.
3: So I noticed, so, grow, okay, so I was born in, born in Edmonton, mm-hmm. and I lived in an Italian Portuguese community, mm. and so I felt that a lot of the parents were the same.
1: Mm. Makes sense.
3: Once I moved to St. Albert, I was eight years old, and that's when I knew. And I would go to recess, and I remember going up to Jackie Burak and being like, are you Italian?
1: <laughs> and she's
3: like, no. And she ran away. And so I would sit Aww. on a park bench by myself at recess because I felt different yeah. than everybody else. Yeah. I did. And, like, I know my skin's not that much darker, but I felt like, like an outcast. Yeah, Because I, I don't know why. I Like, I just felt it right away at eight years old. Right. And it wasn't until... Grade six, where I met Kelly Chan, that I was like, okay, I have a friend. Yeah. But I just felt so, yes. I felt different. And my sister didn't have a, my sister's blonde hair,
0: mm-hmm. lighter yeah.
3: skinned. She fit in right away. She's more outgoing than me. Mm-hmm. I was more
0: introvert. Yeah. So I had a hard time. Yeah. Uh-huh well i remember and i felt different i remember high school too just like oh the, god the my, rules that you guys yeah, had i and,
3: had like a nine o'clock curfew and everyone's like oh what <laughs> i don't have to be home till midnight i'm like hey bye <laughs> party's just starting <laughs> i'm going home yeah, oh, man. yeah um, i don't know they were strict
1: very so strict. kind of similar to you in a way because i um my mom was very intentional about the areas that wherever she can control so the school that i went to in vancouver was in muslim school private school and it was filled with kids from all over so honestly everybody had various smelling foods all the time so i never had an issue oh. with any of that at all until i moved to edmonton so going to grade eight was okay because i went to islamic school again for a bit but then when i went to emmy Lazar high school <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's when I think it all hit because I was always watching TVs and your neighbors and all that kind of stuff, but it's like a smaller dose compared to your full-time work, which is school at the time. Um, Once I went to high school, that's when everything that I saw on TV was happening in real life and I'm like, oh, oh people live like this it's not just drama (laughs) this is like real life okay interesting um but I already knew the people that I clicked with and it was always people of color automatic doesn't matter where they're from and it's just like hey hey (laughs) where's your family from what language do you speak and then you move on from there find similar interests and then uh keep it moving but yeah so high school was when it really hit home but I always knew because of Everywhere you go, when we go outside to the doctors, um people trying to talk to me instead of my mom when she has a doctor appointment and they're trying to say, like, your mom needs this prescription. I'm the kid, I'm just tall. That's all like Yeah. your mom needs this prescription and she needs this kind of support, I'm just looking like, Mom, you have a Mm -hmm. infection? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's like, Excuse me, look at me, right here. I understand everything you say. (laughs) Look at me right now, and I'm just sitting there like, Oh, (laughs) <laughs> this is awkward she has things going on down there and um, <laughs> interesting yeah, so yeah so uh, so those kind of experience I already knew that people live differently yeah um, just didn't know how to explain that um, I just knew this is what some other people do yeah that's this is how we live Coming home at 9 o'clock, I think that's you were lucky. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: School I didn't feel lucky. Daniel, like, where did you oh go? Man. I needed to it's grow up where you were growing up. Oh, man, 9 o'clock, we, I would look at you and be like, oh, my God, I wish. So you had to, like, be home, like. Yeah, so I, like, I am the oldest, and so it was extremely strict. So as my mom knows the times. 3 o'clock, it takes 15 minutes to get home. Where are you? I'm like, mm-hmm. I went to the mall. Mall, 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 mall. Yeah. What is that? What, what? We can go to the mall together on the weekends. Come (laughs) on. Okay, hey, and then okay.
3: did you guys have to be home for dinner? Like, was that a huge thing to be home for dinner? I wasn't
2: allowed to go anywhere. I was like, Sadia, I school was done. Your You're butt home. went home. Like, we weren't yeah. in any extracurricular activities. We weren't in... Nothing. Your butt came home. Plus, we didn't period. have any
1: expenses for yeah. any extracurricular... Yeah. All the money my mom made extra and my stepdad yeah. was going back home. Yeah. Like, sending yeah. people back Ooh. home. There's, yeah. like, five different families living off of that income which was already minimum wage anyways. Like, yeah, it, yeah that was not yeah. a, a thing at all. So, mm. yeah. And uh, I think
2: there's something to be said about being not yeah. only the oldest, but being a daughter. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. I was the my only sister. Daughter. Got it good. I was the only daughter and I was the oldest. Oh man. So, extra. Yeah. Extra. 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 We don't love. Was, Let's talk about being a girl. My mom was too busy <laughs> prepping me for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you get your period, okay, we're ready. You gotta learn how to do the dishes. You gotta learn how to iron. Yeah. You gotta learn how to. You, you know. We'll have children soon. Yeah, I'm and I'm still I, in school. I just, you know, going back to your question about like, when did you know you were different? I knew I was the black sheep in Canadian culture. I also knew I was a black sheep in the Lebanese culture. Mm, really? I actually got it from both sides mm. because I. Again, grew up being the only daughter. Mm-hmm. And my parents were very, very strict. And I just, you know, from a young age, you marry within your faith. You yes. are not allowed to mm-hmm. date. You're yep. not allowed to do this. You're mm-hmm. not allowed to do that. 3.30 hits after mm-hmm. you come home. You do the dishes. You cook. You clean. You do this. And we prep you. And by the time you're 18, you are married and you're on your second kid. And right? by the time you're 19
1: and you're not married, you're expired. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, all this to God. Let me tell you, we Joe, we
2: laugh, but that is that is the truth, yeah. you know. And I just always knew I never wanted to get married. Mm. I legit, I joke about this now, but I think there's some hint of truth to, to this. <laughs> I think my mom thought I was a lesbian for many, many years
0: because because like, you're like, nope, not no, doing it. No,
2: never. Like I was never allowed to date. I think one of the things that really was like a profound moment in my. Development. I was in grade six, and you're in grade six, you don't know your head from your ass. Like, it's not like grade sixers now where they're like so sexualized and whatever. Oh, yeah. Grade six, I knew nothing. Like, I was still playing with my Cabbage Patch kid. And there was a guy in school named David. And he was just such a sweetheart. I think he's since grown up to be gay. Story of my life. But uh, he uh, (laughs) he had a crush on me. Mm. And he wanted to walk me home from school one day. And I literally lived across the street. I went to Dunloose. And we lived in the townhouses across the street. And he literally walked me home. It, It was the most innocent there was like nothing to it and I get home and my dad's home Uh-oh. and my dad stands on the porch and he says get inside and he get inside I got inside and my dad slammed the door and poor David is standing right out there and my dad said to me if he ever shows up at my house again you let him know I will break his jaw <laughs> and it was at that Damn. moment that I realized this okay here <laughs> this is odd. This is, like, this is not how my friend Sharon lives, but okay. And I'm pretty sure Tammy doesn't live this way either. So that for me was oh. the defining moment in like the Canadian culture. Mm-hmm. But when I was in, like, if you look at it from a Lebanese perspective, when I was, and this was way, this was like 20 years ago. Um, I had an opportunity to do a semester in Holland yeah. when, I was, oh, yeah. when I was in school, Not right? Wow. And I remember my mom clear as day. It was World War Three in my house. <laughs> My mom was not having it. She goes, "You think I am gonna let my daughter go to a foreign country by herself?" But you did it. Hell no. Yeah, but she was married yeah. at the time, don't you know? You that could, was yeah, her. exactly. I was a married woman. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me this. I was married.
1: <laughs> and she uh, and I swear to God, my mom, this is how the dick is gonna. Yeah, one hundred, totally, 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 I
2: honest to God thought my mom was gonna go to Grant McEwen and set Jack Feelin on fire for even thinking about doing this exchange.